Good morning, everyone. Today I have with me for his fo first program as CEO of Bartlett Regional Hospital, David Keith. Good morning, David. Hey, Kevin. It's good to be here. Thank you for the invite. Well, thank you for joining us. He's joined by Director of Marketing over at Bartlett, Aaron Hardin. Good morning. Good morning, Kevin. Thank you both for being here. Now, David, you had officially taken the reins from interim CEO Jarrell Humphrey a little over a month ago. How's the job been since? Well, I've been uh, well received. Um, a lot of information, a lot of information sharing, and I've spent a lot of time meeting with uh, board members, employees, city officials, the community, mostly just introducing myself to the community slowly and getting to know people. You come to us from your previous job was in Oklahoma as chief strategy officer after serving as CEO of a health center there. So why don't you introduce yourself and <laughs> what brought you to Juno? Well, um, you may not know this, Kevin, but uh, I met my wife in Alaska. She was in Kotzebue. Uh, I was in Anchorage. She had lived in uh, Alaska for about uh, going on 10 years. I was there for a little over eight years. That's where we met. We got married here in Alaska. So uh, Alaska is very close and near and dear to my family. Um, while I was in McAllister on my, my last and final contract, I said, I, I don't want to do this uh, in McAllister anymore. It's time to look for something new. I've mentored my replacement. He's well-equipped and ready to go, and I made the decision to make a change. And we thought about I, my choice. I could retire, or I could do interim work. Uh, I could go uh, fish on my lake in, in where I live in western Oklahoma. But when I mentioned to my wife, uh, I got contacted. Juno's looking for a CEO. The first thing she said, let's go. And so that's how you got me here. Not because I need to be here. It's because I want to be here. Now, given your previous experience in Alaska and given your time in Oklahoma, are there any <coughs> comparisons you'd draw between the two environments, healthcare-wise? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, you know, the topography is very, very different, and uh, um, and the weather is very different. It was 109 degrees a month ago back in western Oklahoma. But uh, I was at McAllister Regional, which is in eastern Oklahoma, and it's a rural community hospital, much like uh, Bartlett is, um, with the same type of mission, serving a, a large uh, portion of the primary service area and trying to provide services to a, uh, a, a part of the state that needed services that didn't have them. And so in a lot of respects, uh, they're very similar. McAllister Regional is uh, a benefactor of the city, just like uh, Bartlett Regional Hospital is uh, owned and a benefactor of the city. So very, very similar in structure, very similar in governance. I had nine board members there. I've got nine board members here. And the issues are fairly the same. How do you provide high quality care at the most affordable cost? And how do you avoid the, uh, the out migration? And how do you keep uh, people close by bringing in more services? Um, they are incredibly aligned from a business model perspective. The differences here is the fishing's better, the hiking <laughs> trails are a lot better, and the weather's better. I don't, and I don't mind the rain. So there you go. Uh, broad brush, how would you, how would you explain the hospital's fiscal picture? 
Well, I think we've, you know, we're emerging out of COVID in those years. Uh, um, I think the hospital's been high-centered for a while, uh, leadership transitions and things like that. And I think trying to migrate our way away from the past COVID realm into a new paradigm is going to be difficult. Um, there won't be dependence on COVID funds. Uh, we're going to have to look at our costs. As you know, the, the cost of food, the cost of supplies, the cost of labor, everything has gone up. Uh, everything but potentially reimbursements to the hospital. So we're going to have to look internally to make sure that if we're going to be the high quality provider and at the lowest cost, we're going to have to become more efficient and effective in how we service our populace here. We also need to understand that uh, efficiency might mean to depend less on people, more dependent upon technologies. And so we're going to have to uh, kind of experiment and probably review what's happening in the healthcare community elsewhere. What are the good ideas that we can bring in to help us do a better job on the quality and on the cost perspective for our customers and our citizens here in Juneau? You had brought up uh, federal reimbursements, and I was curious, how should that adapt given this new environment we're in? Well, I, I think the reality is the government is looking at different models for hospitals. I know in some states uh, they're redefining critical access hospitals. Uh, they're redefining cost-based reimbursement. Uh, again, I've only been here going on a month, and I know we were in a demonstration project. I know that demonstration project may be nearing an end. But at the end of the day, I think the government has to realize reimbursement for Medicare and Medicaid is going to have to change. And the model will have to change to adapt to a new paradigm where costs have increased anywhere from 10 to 20 percent. And so if costs go up, but reimbursement doesn't go up, the gap, the net income gap grows smaller and it makes it more difficult for hospitals to, uh, to re-nurse their capital, make sure employees get their raises, and to invest in new technologies. It's going to make it very, very difficult for many. So irrespective of that challenge then, is there any services you'd like to see added to the hospital? Well, um, yes. I, and again, I've been here for going on four weeks, so I mm -hmm. haven't discovered all the services that we provide. Uh, I certainly think we could uh, see more ro robust services in outpatient. I'd like to see more ambulatory surgery uh, uh, offerings, uh, stronger uh, uh Physician components, uh, not just one doctor providing one service, but uh, maybe two or three so we can grow the, the service line. Uh, I'm very, very interested in a uh, cardiac program. I think we could do more with cardiac, and I think that's an opportunity. I know we have oncology, but I think we could do more in the oncology service line as well. Um, I know we have wound care. I'd like to see hyperbarics here possibly in the future. So there's, there's a lot of, of programs that we will have to investigate to determine whether or not they're a good fit for the community. Can we get the specialists? Can we get the, the resources to support it? Uh, and we're going to invest in that, that uh, uh, look-see or study here in the next few months. So among these challenges in this new paradigm, along with the increased costs of goods and such, we also have a workforce challenge. Yeah. 
And so even before the pandemic, we had saw some challenge with workforce at Bartlett. How do you hope to address that? Yeah, I'm a firm believer of growing your own. Uh, I'd like to see programs that identify young men and women in high school. And it's a long-term game, but uh, Bartlett should be in the long-term game business. I'd like to identify them, make sure that they get uh, access to scholarships and beyond scholarships, that they get letters of commitment from the hospital uh, with regard to uh, their potential and if, if it's a good fit, guarantee employment for, for these young men and women. I know by talking to community members um, that many of our young men and women have gone off to become clinicians, whether it be in the therapies or nursing or physician ranks, and they don't come back. And it's because they don't have anything to come back to. I want to change that paradigm. I want them, the minute they hit college, to know they have a guaranteed job back here in Juneau. And there are ways to do that. And these are positions that add value to the community, especially for the hospital, doctors, nurses, allied health professionals, lab scientists, therapists, all of those have great need here to be here in Juneau. Let's capture them early. Let's make sure that we help them create that vision for themselves and that their future lands back here in Juneau. And if we can grow our own, uh, the hope would be that they'd stay here longer too. Absolutely. And I think that's the idea. Mm -hmm. And as the hospital grows, employment grows. As employment grows, economics grow. And we're a major economic engine here. And so that's a huge interest of mine because I know it all fits together. Healthcare, education, and the economics of this community have to come together in line, and I want to make sure we align to, to the city's goals and vision. So you may need to attract some folks to also fill in those gaps. How do you see about attracting healthcare professionals to come we, here? we got to get innovative. Uh, you know, the traditional uh, ways of doing human resources are changing vastly. Social media is huge. I look around Juno and I see nothing but upside. It's beautiful. The people here have been so kind and generous. And yet we don't talk about that to the extent we should when we recruit. There are, if, if I love Alaska and I love Juno, there are many more than just me that would do the same thing. We have to bring Juno to them. And we have to expose these people to all the offerings here. This is a fantastic place. Now, in McAllister, we had the discussions, well, you know, you come to McAllister, it's a small community. And I said, yeah, but you can get to Dallas, you can get to Tulsa, you can get to uh, Oklahoma City within an hour and a half. Well, the same thing goes from here. We have a wonderful airport. And if and when you got to get out of town, you have access to Seattle to Anchorage, wherever you want to go. We don't promote those opportunities. We have great infrastructure here. We have great opportunity to bring people here. And people need to know that they have the freedom to move about. And we can help facilitate that. Well, stick around, folks. We'll have much more with Mr. Keith after the break. And we're back with... Bartlett CEO David Keith. David, did you start in hospital administration or how did you start? <laughs> well, uh, you know, when I was growing up, uh, I was going to be a dentist. Oh. 
And, yeah. So I shadowed a dentist for a couple of weeks. This is when I was in college, and I decided dentistry is not for me. So I was getting my uh, degree in the Bachelor of Sciences, and I minored in chemistry. And I, I thought, well, I want to get into the healthcare field. And so um, my first job in healthcare was with uh, it was Ari Thompson General Hospital in El Paso. And I started off as a pharmacy tech, and I did that for six months, and then I finally graduated and became a lab tech in the lab, and I did parasitology and mycology. And par- well, what's that? That well, study of bacteria. Oh. It is. I worked in the lab, and fun- funguses and th- nematodes and all that good <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I was sitting in the cafeteria and a gentleman sat down to me he was in a, in a nice suit and he said hi my name is Kevin or Jim I don't know, remember his name mm-hmm. but he was an assistant administrator of the hospital and he sat down with me and we started talking he said what do you want to do when you grow up and I was being a little bit flippant I said I want to wear a suit like that <laughs> and he said well to wear a suit like this you need to go get your masters and go into hospital administration etc and so I thought about that and two years later I found myself going to Trinity University in San Antonio getting my master's in hospital administration. I really loved the healthcare field. My mom was a nurse, and so I was exposed to that early on. And so when I graduated from Trinity, I did 10 years with the Veterans Administration. My, uh, my dad was a military, was in the uh, Philippines. Uh, uh, he served back then. Uh, my two brothers were Vietnam veterans. Uh, my uh, late father-in-law was in the Bataan Death March. I felt obligated to serve my country by working in the Veterans Administration. And I did that for 10 years. And then I, I made the conscious decision, do I want to do this the rest of my life or do I want to go explore something new? And so I jumped out of the VA and got into small rural hospitals and worked my way up to very, very large tertiary hospitals like uh, Kern Medical Center in Bakersfield, which is a Level two trauma hospital, 222 beds in Anchorage, uh, Providence, uh, Alaska Medical Center, which is a very large tertiary hospital. So I kind of fell into it and I've not done anything else uh, uh, and actually love it. it. To me, what was a vocation is now an advocation. I like serving the community and I can't think of a better way to serve the community th- than through its healthcare portal. And for here, that would be Bartlett. Um, so now I've had passions along the way. I love to woodwork. Uh, I do lathing and I, I do some uh, some interesting woodwork that way. And I love to fish. Uh, I'm still looking for a boat and someone to go fishing with. Did you get it. to go catch the derby? No, but I saw, I watched it and that oh. was pretty phenomenal. I loved it. Weather wasn't great, but I tell you what, it was still phenomenal. And I love, you know, I love giving back to the community. There are things I will participate in and do it religiously because I enjoy doing it. I feel obligated to do it in a good way. Are there any lessons for those who want to get into the healthcare field that could take away from your experience? Yeah, um, don't ever underestimate your, your, your ability. Uh, healthcare can be intimidating. Uh, it's a, it's a, it can be a long career ladder, but it, it, it's also a, uh, a ladder that is fulfilling. Um, if you're interested, 
volunteer in the hospital, find a job in the hospital, find mentors in the hospital. It doesn't matter if it's a clinician or nurse or who, find a mentor and get exposed to that. My ho- I certainly hope that I can at least address some of the youth in this community about the, the, the need for, uh, for them to consider health care. And I'd like to be able to impress upon them how important health care is to this community, but society as a whole. Um, you look at the, our gross domestic product, what we spend on health care, it's huge. And so there are so many opportunities in the healthcare field. It's wonderful, wonderful career, and it's been wonderful to me. So in wrap up, David, the vision statement for Bartlett is Bartlett Regional Hospital will be the best community hospital in Alaska. How do you see yourself carrying out that vision? Yeah. Well, you've heard the term. There's really no finish line, so we will always continue to strive to be excellent. Um, and we will pivot and address our needs by looking at new technologies, uh, capital improvements, recruitment retention. We will continue doing what it takes to build a strong community hospital. But we also need to focus on the regional piece. What does that mean? What does Bartlett Regional mean? And so we're going to explore the regional piece because I think, as you know, it takes... Uh, more population to support a hospital than what we have today. When I entered healthcare in the 70s, it took roughly 5,000 people to support a hospital. Today, it takes roughly 50,000. So what do we do regionally that makes sense for Juneau to the benefit of Juneau and its population here? And then I want to focus on hospital. Hospital is one piece of what we do. I would dare to say Bartlett Regional Hospital probably will become Bartlett Regional Health System in the future because we have to do more than what a hospital survives. So I want to broaden that scope. I want to broaden that vision and probably help people understand healthcare is changing so rapidly that we cannot be high-centered and fixated on just one item of healthcare. We're going to have to look at multiple things in the healthcare space. You, you mentioned a point very interesting that in order to sustain an operation it would require 50,000 people. Well, there's only 32,000 in Juneau. So your answer is regionally, looking re- more regional? Well, well, here's what I've learned. We have 1.3 million people that come in on cruise ships. We have people that transfer here from Petersburg and Haines and other communities. I need to nurture relationships with them so they'll send us their patients to higher levels of care. There are ways to do that without compromising what we do here in Juneau. In everything we do, much like what I had to do in McAllister, because we expanded our footprint from one county to 14, was to the benefit of McAllister. Well, what we want to do here in Juneau has to be to the direct benefit of Juneau. Look at telehealth services. That's a regional opportunity that we have to explore. We have good doctors. We could probably offer telehealth services to other small communities. So there are ways to do this successfully and uh, meet the ordinance of the the city, but more importantly, add value uh, to the city as we grow our service lines. In closing, David, is there anything you'd like to add? I will, yeah, I want to th- say thank you to the, c- the community, especially, 
I want to thank the employees. I've not yet met one employee that didn't greet me with a smiling face. I want to thank the board, and I want to thank the city and, and the city leadership. They've all been so receptive. I've been blessed by being invited to come to Juneau. And with that, that is your new CEO at Bartlett Regional Hospital, David Keith. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Kevin. Talk again. Indeed. But tomorrow, we'll be speaking with Trail Mix, so be sure to tune into that. This is Kevin Allen for Action Line, signing off this September 19th. See you around.